And we're back again. Welcome to Pumpcast, brought to you by me, Gerda Singh, and him, Omar Rashid, where we talk all things pump. Yep, so whether something is pure pumpage or poor pump, we got it all covered. So sit back, relax, and welcome to Pump City. One thing I wanted to just pick up off, off, off on, like, this is what I heard recently, right? You know, networking is starting to open again. And I'm hearing that, like, uh, certain industries, certain sectors, certain businesses have been, like, some, obviously some have been re-hit really hard. But some of them, like, the demand has gone through the roof. Now, how is that going to impact networking? How is that going to impact sales? Because some businesses, like, you know, when we were networking, like, you know, before pre-COVID, it was desperate. People were trying to make sales. Like it was the straight away, like you're saying, <laughs> you meet one time and like they're trying to kind of get you on the sale, get you on the hook again. How How is it going to be different now? Are people going to be more like desperate to sell, like shooting straight away? Or some people are going to be more reserved? Time will tell. I don't know. You know what I always find? Go I on. think it depends who it is you're talking to. And I think like... And, and again, look, no disrespect to, to, you know, but if you're a business development manager, you know, if you're a BDM out there networking, um, I think your mind frame and your mindset is totally different to one if you're out there networking as the actual business owner or like the business partner. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, and And I suppose also it depends also who the BDM's, let's say, manager is or the business is. Uh, and by that, what I mean is, look, me and you, or me in particular, will go out there networking and I've, you realise, okay, it's about the long game. And sometimes, it's, you know, it's about building relationship. But yes, sometimes you might, if the moment's right, you go in for the kill and you just ask for the business or you just be a bit more direct because you might see the opportunities there. But generally, you're there networking, you're building relationships, you're seeing what you can, how you can help others more than helping yourself you know yeah i'm going to quote the whole b and i give us gain and all of that sort of stuff so you know my mindset is different if i recruited someone which um i will be very soon um but if i am going to recruit when i, when I do recruit someone you know that's the sort of i wouldn't be looking to put that much pressure on that person to say look go out there and make sure you get a client every month every week or whatever i kind of get it it's the long game but some business owners who maybe don't get it who have then recruited business and BDMs to go out there and do it, then their mentality, mindset, pressure is a little bit different. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it, it, yeah. just, it just depends. Now, what will be interesting is post-COVID, you know, how most businesses are, will people's mindset change? Will people become a little bit more impatient? Will people actually realise, actually, you know what, with COVID and our business has survived, maybe rushing in and getting the sales isn't the, you know, isn't the end all or whatever sort of thing. You know, maybe people might be a little bit more reserved or people might just see the bigger picture, which is, okay, you know what, we survived. And if we survive this, we can survive maybe not getting sales in as quickly. And their mindset's a little bit different. Um, that will be interesting to see. Yeah, I know what you're saying there. It is bang on. You're right. It all depends on the people and like the the situation that they're placed in. So the whole the the, the the like the example you gave of the BDMs and what you know what sort of 
what carrot they've got at the end of the stick that they're chasing. It's the it's, it's definitely the idea. The thing is with networking, right? The thing is about networking. It's not your direct sales hitter. It's not because the problem is people are going in. Everybody's looking for the sale, but I don't think networking is about that. Like I don't think going to events is about that. I just think going to events is becoming familiar, familiarizing yourself with that type of audience and putting it out there that making you aware, making everybody else aware that you're around the scene is putting your face out there. It's like advertising and marketing. They see you two or three or four or five or six times. And then they know this person is somebody to trust and they can, you know, then they can build on that and you probably, you'll get referrals that way. Obviously there's some times that you're going to get instant hitters and people are just going to be, you know, just out of luck, people are going to be looking for what you're selling. But I just hate, like, I hate the mentality that some people go into it and they're just looking for a punter all the time. They're looking to just get off, start shooting, start selling, and just like they've got that, at the, you know, on their back. Someone's on their back saying, yeah, you got to go get sales, get there's this many meetings. And that's all purely what they're after. I find those people so fake. I, I, I really, that annoys me. And to be fair, I was like that when I first started networking because that's what I thought it was about. I thought it was just purely going to sell, get sales. It's not that. It's not, you're not going on sales meetings. You're going to a networking event where you're going to be a part of a community. And I think you're bang on in terms of BDMs and business owners because business owners, the mentality that they have, and this is why, because when I first started networking, I had that mentality because I was a business owner. What you should be going in there is how else can I work with some, how else can I collaborate with somebody? What's how can we collaborate? What can we do to make things work? Now, when if you're a BDM and you're there just trying to get a sale, and somebody's telling you, Oh, we're doing this X, Y, and Z, we're doing that, we're doing this, you're going to ignore all the signals and all the signs and chances of you to make some collaboration effort with this fella or this, this woman, and you're going to miss that and you're going to bypass it. And by proxy, down the line, you probably missed the sale. So, you got to be looking at is how are you going to basically. Make, collaborate. There's another thing that I, I come across a good while ago. This entrepreneur, I forget I forget the name. It's, it's one of these, you know, there's one of these flipping entrepreneurs that are you know billionaires, and you, you see them all, see all their videos on YouTube and LinkedIn and stuff. And he said, and this is probably a good a, a good piece of advice for business owners that are looking to employ salespeople. Me, obviously, being in the sales and marketing like field, I can relate to this a little bit. But he's basically saying he's saying when and this probably goes to you, Omar, because obviously you're looking to grow. When you are looking to grow and start adding members to your team, yeah, yeah, start start giving out the positions where the person that's coming in doesn't need to know most about your business. So, if your sales, right, sales is a position, and marketing even is where the person needs to know a hell of a lot about your business and what you do, who you are, who you cater to. So that, by proxy, should be the last position you give away because nobody knows your business better than you. What people do is, what people make, the business owners make mistakes, is they give that, because it's such, marketing and sales is a long process. And because it takes a lot of time and effort, they farm that off straight away. What ends up happening is, you've got these BDMs that are running around trying to make sales and do things the quick and fast way, sliding into your DMs after like, you know, just connecting. And this is why you have that. But that's not that's not how it should be. The first thing you should probably give away is an admin role. You know what I mean? Something that's, you know, something that just needs to be done, a role that needs to be done and doesn't need a specific, you don't need specific knowledge about the business to do it. 
You get what I'm saying? Mm, I get what you're saying. I don't think I agree totally with this set uh, up. Um, it's about being smart, isn't it? Now, look, okay, I might need an admin person, but I can. Do I recruit or do I outsource some of that to a VA? What I'm trying to say is, it doesn't matter, I'm not talking about recruitment or outsourcing, it's like when you need help, either or, when you give it away, what I'm saying is when you give it away, whether you choose to recruit or outsource, that's up to you, but what what role you choose to give away is important at what time you give it away, like, you wouldn't, I don't think it's right to give away a sales role, like, at the, when you, when you start giving roles away at your business, the first role you give away shouldn't be a sales role. Because that person is going to need to know a lot about your business. Now, somebody coming in new, are they going to know a lot about your business? Okay, what about this then, right? My, what about a bit of a dual role? So, you know, one of the things that I find, one of the back, one of, sorry, one of the negatives of a BDM is they're just there to sell. Yeah. So, for example, um, if, I, if I've recruited a BDM, um, they will talk about, look, we will do the HR, we will do the HR, you know, we can do the HR sort of stuff. You, you Sometimes you buy because people like people. Now, with BDMs, the disadvantage that they have is someone might like them, but once they've sold that service, they're not going to be dealing with that person. They're handing it over to someone else. Yeah. I, do you know what I mean? Whereas where it's me directly, if they like me and I'm selling to them, they know that afterwards I'm going to be dealing with their HR as well. So the, do, do you know what I'm saying? Now, mm. my role, my role that I'm looking to recruit someone who will actually be doing, it will be another replica of me. So this person, I would, you know, they will do that to HR as well. So if they mm. go out, they build a relationship with someone, they like that person, you know, that person likes them, et cetera, et cetera. And then they say, yeah, I need some HR support. That person will also be doing the HR for them. I'm not then they're not gonna like pawn off the HR to me. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it's like a HR business partner role of recruiting, but there will be an element of I would want them to be sale to set as well. Yeah, but the thing is you're you're not recruiting a salesperson, you're recruiting somebody that's gonna help with the HR by proxy if they tend to sell because of the relationships they build, that's just you know, that's just who they are. That's not part of their remit though, is it? Well, to an extent it would be. I wouldn't want them just to be 100% HR. So there would be an expectation to, to you know, I would put them in a BNI chapter. Uh, yeah, but would... here's, all right, here's a question for you then. And, and this is what I'm really, I'm, I'm really eager to, to know about this because obviously being business owners and being in HR, what is like, you know, you bring an employee on, what is the expectations of businesses for that employee to bring more business to the business? You know what I mean? Like, if you're well, just bringing somebody... I wouldn't set targets. I mean, they wouldn't they wouldn't get a commission. There wouldn't be targets and there wouldn't be a commission. And yeah, the first and foremost, I would be looking for them is to have sound HR skills, sound HR skills, sound HR knowledge, and able to service clients from a HR need point of view. So I would say, yeah, 70%, 75% of their role is going to be hr but at the same time... Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I would put them in a BNI chapter. I would actually get them to um, go to some chamber events, some networking events, go out there, network, you know, make the role a little bit different, go and bring some business in as well. But would I be 
setting them targets, would they get a commission for it? Probably not. Because how do you, how do you then incentivize that person? The question is, without commission and targets, this is a great question for people that are in the sales and marketing industries as well. By the way, how do you then incentivize that person? Well, first of all, they're not an out sales person. But secondly, look, the incentive is look, you're going out networking, you're going out meeting new people. It's different. A lot of HR people are not salespeople. I wasn't a salesperson. You know, I went and did a lot of training, a um, lot of sales training um, to kind of get to a stage where I understood the whole sales models and stuff like that. Incentivize for them, look, it would be something different for a HR person to go out networking, to meet new people, to, to you know, on the business, have a nice lunch, on the business, have a nice dinner uh, sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think, you know, the other thing is, look, I wouldn't want to recruit someone that was just, as a HR person, money orientated, that it was all about sales, 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 give me a commission. I would like them to say, look, HR people by their very nature understand it's about relationships. We build relationships with managers. When we were employees, we would build managers. You know, sometimes we get called, we're, we're like glorified counsellors because a lot of people can find it. <laughs> you know, a lot of, no, but it's true because some of the issues people talk about are issues sometimes that, you know, business owners, no, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate what you're coming where you're coming from, and I appreciate what HR people do. That's fine, but I have to disagree with you because at the end of the day, bro, what I'm trying to say is, is like this is that's different. It's sales, man. This is a you got to bring me in on the journey. If I if I'm if I'm a sales, well, let's say I'm not a salesperson. But if I'm expected to bring something to the party in that respect, you got to give me a you got to give me a taste, man. You got to you got you got to incentivize it, or you've got to. Well, that person's got to be passionate. That person's got to know that there's a journey, there's a growth project, you know, that they're that them bringing business to the business. What does it mean for them? Does it mean they get more resource? What? Well, not, they, not, yeah, not, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, obviously that's a given, isn't it? That's the given. But, that, but that's the journey you've got to sell to that person. You've got, you can't just say, oh yeah, go go on a networking event and have a free lunch. Because I tell you why, I tell you why you can't do that, oh man, you know it as well as I do. You get a lot of these BDMs that are just going out there for a social. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Keep yeah. It. yeah no, there will be that vision. There will be a vision and a, a, a big, a long-term vision sold that, you know, the, the business is going to grow. It's going to get to a certain stage. I want it to get to a certain stage. Um, and they would be part of that journey. And if they're there towards the end of that or, you know, to achieving that, then, of course, they would be in a much better position financially and status wise within the business um, yeah. so yeah obviously that would be shared incentivized but what I'm saying is at the early stage I'm not going to be in a position where because it's not going to be paramount I'm, see when you start putting sales targets in and commissioning one there's an element of pressure and for someone who's not a salesperson, I do not want to put unnecessary pressure on them and two the HR people, I want them to have the passion for HR and, you know, to help clients, not to be having that greed for money, money, money and lose the boy, you know, well, lose the... That's an interesting part, mate. That's the, that's the, that's where you've hit the nail on the head. I believe, I'm a big believer of, you know, when you're recruiting, and I've, not, I've never recruited anybody for my own business, none of that, but I am, will be, I'm trusted to do that for my current role and I hopefully will be doing that in the future. So it's a case of, I believe that when you're looking to add people to your business, you have to, what position you're recruiting for, they have to have a passion for that role or they have to have a passion for the industry they're in. They have yeah. to be led by passion. Otherwise, there's no point. Yeah, so what I want is someone to have that passion from either, you know, 
see, I want them to have the passion that I did. So I got to a stage where I was a bit disillusioned working for the bigger companies or you know, being just internal HR where we, we weren't that valued, where people only called upon us when it was a bit too late or they made the decisions, you know, and we weren't respected or whatever. And now I'm, and I got a bit disillusioned with it and I got to a stage where now I'm helping small businesses who, who value your expertise, who value, you know, the support, who actually come to us and say, look, you're the expert, can you help me and guide us through it? And you feel the value and you feel like you're helping people out. I want someone with that HR passion to say, you know, first and foremost, you're going to be making a difference to, to small business owners who think they this is the best way to deal with HR. But um, it isn't. And then they value the support that we get. The sales bit is, yeah, maybe I'm being a bit greedy. Yeah, I'm hoping that this is a cherry on top. That if you can bring some work in as well, then, then great. But the first and foremost, they're going to be doing um, the HR, HR. stuff. Yeah. By the way, this is probably the biggest advert for uh, your your opening position, if you've got one, by the way. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm not going to lie. You know what I have? I was looking to um, advertise um, next week. But you know what? If someone is out there listening in the world of HR and wants to, uh, A, passionate to be a HR person, help small businesses, but B, flexible to be out there to, to network, um, open to being, you know, a bit salesy, etc. With the right training and the nurturing and the guidance and the mentoring and all of that shizzle. Um, yeah, man, let's have, a, let's have a chat. You know, feel free once you hear this message or once you hear this podcast, um, message me if you want, if you're interested. So what's what's that role? Is um, HR uh, admin assistant and shizzle? Is that it? <laughs> no, 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 HR business partner. Oh, okay. Okay, you didn't tell me it was a business partner. Or all of a sudden, it makes sense. That's what. All right, all right. See, this is what I was talking about, though. Like the first person you bring it on is going to be somebody that's going to be a key player in the business. You know what I mean? Making it a sexy role, man. HR business partner. No commission, though. Hundred <laughs> percent of proceeds go to Omar Rashid. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, I can I can play that. Hard now, oh, I'm a small business, I'm an SME, you know, resources are a bit small, you know, budgets aren't massive and whatever. You know, I can play that card as well. <laughs> no, I love it, man. I love it. And seeing the growth is, is incredible, man. Like seeing how you've literally like how, you've been around for about two years, is it? Huh? Sorry to say that again. About two years. How long have you been going for now? Since uh, 2018. So year four. Yeah, wow. Wow, it's incredible! Yeah, to see for seeing that grow up and like saying seeing how like you know recruiting and stuff is is, is incredible. But yeah, so yeah. going on the sales process of, of it, going back into that, I think um yeah, I mean it, it's it's funny, man. It's funny like you have to. I think yeah, the people have to be rightly like um listen, have to listen, be charged I, the right way. Yeah, listen. So another thing, right? So here's one thing I wanted to speak to you about. So this person, right, okay, yes, they'll be doing the HR stuff. Yes, they'll be going out networking and trying to do some sales and all of that sort of stuff. But I will also be expecting them or looking to, you know, they can do the sales and networking on platforms like LinkedIn as well. Do you know what I mean? That let, Let's not, you know, forget about that. And what, but what I won't be looking for them to do is as soon as they connect with someone, is straight away slide into their DMs. 
and starts and you know what i really really hate and i think most of these messages i think they're automated i think there's some sort of a tool or whatever where they just churn it loads of numbers i hate it when they look i'm all for look if you're interested what you know let's have a chat or whatever but the fact that they say let's book in a 15 minute call here's my calendar here's my availability and let's book in i'm like you know what just do one just literally do that really really annoys me really annoys me when it like that's literally yeah it's literally like right in your face you know the message which is this is what we do this is what we can help with would love to speak to you 15 minute call let's arrange it here's my calendar calendar or whatever request um look i'm I'm literally like f you mate just literally (laughs) like seriously wow yeah, I, and, and listen, I'm not going to lie. Have I sometimes slid into someone's DMs and gone a bit direct? Yes, I have. But I've probably done that when it was all new to me. And, I, I've, and luckily, I've had people coach me, guide me, advise me to say, look, there's a different way to doing it. Um, and, you know, sometimes I do come across in a different way on a salesy approach, but it's always something to give them value. But I would never go in and say, Here's my calendar. Let's book in for a 15-minute chat. Um, yeah. You know what it is? I got to play devil's advocate. I hate it as well. I'm not going to lie to you. I hate it because, you you know, you just see it. You're there minding your business. You get a connection request. Straight away, you look at who they are. They're working sales or they've got some sort. You know what I mean? It's straight away. It's looking like something. Hold on. I have given you no indication. There's no reason why you should be connecting with me because whatever it, however you find me it doesn't make sense so you already you're already like your 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 radar's up and you get the message as soon as you accept click accept and it's just a generic message and it's like saying a link but the thing is at the end of the day linkedin is now a marketing and sales tool linkedin is just a platform it's a platform the same way email is the same way now like text messages are what happens is these platforms then get exploited by marketers and it, like you said it, it turns into a numbers game which is what it is it's just it will just be a numbers game and now, you know, the, you know the, the, the funny thing is when you say numbers game so I, you know I don't ignore people I actually see if I can try and give some education back because I thought you know what people took some time out to put me right to say look this isn't the way to do it and I always thought it should be I should offer that back as well so, mm-hmm. so check these couple of examples out so someone messaged me, I can't remember what profession it was, but basically said, look, um, you know, this is what we offer. Here's a 15-minute chat. Let's have a, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I responded back to him to say um, something down the lines of, look, it's all about building relationships, you know, how, how effective do you think this is approach or whatever. And yeah. they, they, I don't want to say audacity, but they, they, they come back and said, well, you know what? Some people respond to it, so it's a numbers game, um, and I'm comfortable with this approach. I've had some people say that to me. On another instance, I've had people who, um, when when they've messaged me that, and I've replied back to say, um, thank you very much. Um, I already work with a local XYZ, you know, similar sort of business. I've got a relationship with them. Um, thank you very much. And you know what they turn around and say? Oh, okay, if that goes tits up or anything like that, please come 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 to us. Um, and then I've had people where they've just totally misread the situation. So, for, so for example, I get a lot of people now, um, oh, we can come in and clean your office. We can make sure it's COVID-free. We can do a deep clean, or, you know, like as if I've got yeah, like yeah. a whatever. Um, yes. And when I've responded back, oh, thank you, I work from home, I'm okay. And then it's like, 
okay, when you move into some premises, um, please get in touch. It's it's like it's just I don't know. I can't believe it's, it's just lazy. Well. It's lazy. Yeah. It's it is lazy, but this is what I'm trying to say. I don't agree with it. But I'm playing devil's advocate. I don't agree with it at all. I don't agree with it at all. It's just what I'm saying is it's a blanket approach. It's just, it's like emails, like you chuck it loads out there and then you see what comes back. So that's approach A. The other approach, obviously, is trying to get an engaged audience first, is get that engaged audience by putting content out there or engaging with other people in a, in a proper way where it's not just pure sales and it's yeah. actually going to add value. And then through that, they remember you. And then through that, you can have a better conversation with them. That's how the perceived experts and the guys that are good at it do it, which is yeah. fine. But it depends. what. We're, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. All right. What you're saying there, I agree with you. It's terrible. It doesn't work. But here's one company. I forget their name. I think it is Orsion. I forgot what their name is. But they were basically a, a project management tool. That was what they, that's what they were. And what they did was they knew that this project management tool was based for marketers because obviously it had links to um, um, platforms where you can create content and stuff like that, and graphics, graphic, con uh, graphic software. And what they did was they basically reached out to marketers and they were completely open and honest in their approach. They opened the, the, the messaging, they got LinkedIn premium. They messaged all these blanket marketers, the blanket message, all these marketers saying, look, we're a new business. We want to approach marketers. We want basically all we want is feedback to this new tool. Of, upon this feedback, we want you to trial it for uh, two weeks for free. Obviously, afterwards we will then see if you want to if you're interested in, in purchasing. But it's just basically on the trial. Oh, and by the way, we will put um, X amount of pounds to you to buy a marketing tool of your choice. So they were giving something away. I think it was like fifty quid or something like that. Yeah, see that. That's good. So what they did out of it is, and this is a lesson in this, they've put some money down. So the problem is, you see these other approaches, it's just there's no there's no thought behind it, there's no investment behind it, and you feel cheap. You know when somebody approaches you like that, you feel cheap. Like, hold on, am I at a bar? Am I drunk? Is it 2 o'clock in the morning that you just approach me and you think you get a quick sale out of? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it doesn't feel right. You don't feel valued. You don't feel special in it. There's no, like you said, there's no... You know, like you said, it's not like seduce me, man. Seduce yeah. me. Talk to me. You know what I mean? That's it. You know the word I say. The word I say is woo me. Woo. What are we rude? Do you know what I mean? How we do it, man. You, you you invite them into an event, you give them free breakfast, you give them value, you give them a keynote speech, you give them entertainment, a bit of comedy, you know what I mean? And then you sell to them. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, sell, sell to them, and if they don't buy him, don't come back. Yeah, <laughs> you're not invited to the next event. <laughs> close the way, close the door on your way out. No, but and this is what this company did. So what they did was, and a lot, and a lot of them. So one thing is straight away. First thing is their engagement rate through the roof. Bang. Somebody's reading that, thinking, you know what? Actually, I'm getting something out of this. They're not just wasting my time. I'll, even if it's just being greed and monetary, at least I'm getting something out of it. So straight away, the number of people that engage with that uh, that DM go up straight away compared to your average one. The other thing is they hyper-focused it. And because they put money on, on the table, they actually put their money where their mouth is, they obviously had a limited number of people they could they could you know engage with, but they hyper-focused it. They literally did a lot of research, looked into it. Rather than blanket messaging everybody, they looked into, 
all right, this is exactly who we want to speak to. This is the person. Da, da, da. And they disqualified him first. Quick two-minute survey. Disqualified, so, quick two-minute survey. So in essence, what you're saying is they had a strategy, a very thought-out, in-depth sales strategy. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I think sometimes, like you said, with some salespeople, oh, listen, I'm not knocking them because we've all done it. I've done it sometimes. You just think, what's the easiest way? Let's just be forward and direct. And that's, you know, if I send 100 messages, even if I get, you know, you're in your head calculating, okay, if I send 100 messages, if I get 5%, 10% people converting, and if it works at X amount for one, you know what, that's, that's worth it. Job's done. The other thing is that oh, what you're forgetting is you're a business owner, right? So you're just thinking about like oh, how you're going to approach it. The other thing is, is basically kind of back of what we said earlier. Say you are a BDM. Say, for instance, now, uh, just because there might be somebody in your organization that sees another business out there and says, oh, I would be great if we could work with them. And you, that, that name might come across your desk as the BDM or whatever. And then you're all of a sudden they're like, oh, why don't you speak to them? Now, straight away, if there's no connection, there's no, it's not a warm lead or none of that. You've then got to make that. You've got to make that interaction. Uh, a lot of these salespeople, unfortunately, these BDMs are placed in that predicament where they have to go and make that interaction, and it's just going to be basically a cold call, or it's going to be a cold email. You know what I mean? It's just an or if they play part of their strategy and they have an approach, then okay, it'll be placed upon that. But it's not always the case. You know what I mean? And that's that's why sometimes you do get these cold approaches, but. Just going back off that that last example. Now, if they're if they're then approaching these guys, you know, giving them something in return, and you know, it's the the, the key messages is not wasted money. If they if they you know if, if if the guys they reach out to use them for you know whatever whatever reward they're giving and don't buy that product, at the end of the day, they are using them for product research. They're using them to trial. They want the feedback back. They want all that back before. They release whatever their reward is. So they've then just paid. All they're doing is paying for product research, market research. Yeah, it's um, it's like a two-in-one, three-in-one sort of strategy, isn't it, and a plan sort of stuff. It's um, See, those sort of things I can appreciate. You know, someone said to me, look, Omar, you know what? We've got a free employee benefits platform, for example. We yeah. would love you to sample this employee benefits. And if it's any good, you know, this is something that you could offer to your clients so that, you know, employee benefit do you know something like that i'll be like yeah i can work with that that's good do you know what i mean okay you let me sample something something do you know what i mean those sort of things rather than you know sliding into my dms and then just saying you know after we've connected five minutes and it's like thanks for connecting you know um this is what we do and here's my calendar and look forward to speaking to you yeah Um, is that going to work? Because straight away, you're just like, you know what? I want to slide into somebody's DMs and I'll feel like, okay, I want to, I see these guys as I could potentially sell to these guys or I want to, you know, have a deeper conversation. I never approach it with, oh yeah, we can do this, we can do that. It's always a high um, senior. If they're, if they're a poster, if they post a lot, it will be engaging with their content and then going into the DMs to, you know, to talk about their content, whether I agree or disagree or whatever, just to start that conversation. And that's, it's not purely because I want to sell to them. It could be something that invokes me that I think, oh, I want to speak to them about that. And the other thing is, I'll just be simple. I'll be like, look, can I ask you a question? That's it. Can I ask you a question? It's not even a case of, oh yeah, look at this, we do this, we do that. No. Can I ask you, hi, 
I'm me, we've been connected for blah, blah, blah. Can I ask you a question? Straight away, that doesn't revert to if I'm going to sell to them. It doesn't revert to what it could be in anything. That way, I'm going to get a bit more of a... I've got more chance of getting a response. I'll be Um, honest. If someone said to me, can I ask you a question? Yeah. With just leaving it as that, I'd be very sceptical because I'll be thinking, okay, this is a guy who's then going to ask me who, who, let's say, for example, if it's, um, if it's, uh, let's say, a telecoms person. Yeah. Uh, my first gut feeling is going to be they're going to ask me a question. Okay, who's your telephone communications provider? <laughs> but that's that. That thing is, this is this is another thing. So I did this recently. I did this recently. Can I ask? Yeah. You a, and, but if someone sorry. said to me, "Can I ask you a question about?" I don't know, just something about you, something a bit generic. And if they give me a bit of an overview of what this question is going to be about. Yeah. Uh, then maybe I'd be like, I think normally I think I'd always be, yeah, go and ask me whatever. And I, I'd most likely nine times out of 10, I, I would engage with them um, and then mm-hmm. let them down gently. Well, this is it. I mean, you don't always, the thing is when I say, can I ask you a question? By the way, the question that I ask isn't always sales. Well, nine times out of 10, it isn't sales orientated. So the last one I asked was more about, I asked somebody um, regarding, uh, is more of a mentoring thing, is more of a, a advice. Uh, and I asked them that question. And, I, and, and the, you know, they engaged. Off the result of it, I spoke to them, had a conversation. Another person that asked was a potential sales target, but it was more about their business and the industry and how they're finding things. Just started a conversation. They had a, had a phone call with them. All, all I'm doing, all, but what that does is they now remember, they know who I am now. So the next time I pick up the phone to them, they're like, okay, yeah, I remember this guy. I spoke to him. Or the next time I message them, they know the guard's down because they know, hold on, he's not going to sell me. I'm not going to sell to them. I'm not going to sell. I'm going to ask the question. I'm just going to ask you questions. Sales is just a series of questions. And then it leads to an outcome. The outcome is probably no or it's yes, depending. It's all okay. depends. Do one. <laughs> it all depends on what the circumstances. You know what I mean? And you shouldn't be afraid to ask questions. But I'll tell you what sales isn't. Sales isn't a one-way conversation. And that's what happens with DMs, people sliding into DMs. It's a one-way conversation. Or the, like, imagine imagine this, imagine this six stages to sales, yeah. Okay, Mr. Sales Coach, go on. Imagine this. Uh, I'm not even being sales coach. I'm just saying, imagine this six stages. All right, forget everything else. All right, yeah, let's use a football analogy. Imagine, <laughs> imagine you're in the Champions League. Don't Final. take no digs. I know, I know you guys have made it and we haven't. Don't take no digs. Now, how many, oh my, how many stages are there to win this Champions League final? To, to, to win the cup? So There's what? Group, the group stages? Group. Yeah. Then the last 16, quarterfinal, semifinals and final. So, group four stages. There's last five 16. group. Group 16, quarters, semis, final. There's, there's five yeah. stages, isn't there? Now, the equivalent of sliding into the DMs is you asking for a final spot on the first yeah. time we've ever, we've ever met. Hold on. You've you've got to... Firstly, mate, you've got to play me home and away in the group stages. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you got to qualify the group stages. Then you got to go for the round, six, round of 16. you got to do all these... St- you got to jump through all of these hoops before we can even entertain a conversation about sales. And this is why, like, this is where people just get it messed up. This is why people just go straight in and and it just it is it's just bad because it, but again like what I've said it's just a sales thing some people just treat it as oh yeah I'll just put I don't mind I'll waste the time and put like a hundred messages out even if I get one back with the response that could yeah. lead to sell you know on the football analogy yeah stop um, I don't know why I use that I don't know why I 
listen, on the football analogy, they obviously yeah. tried to, with the Super League, they tried to create that sales approach, just quickly slide into the DMs, <laughs> isn't it? Let's just, have a, let's just have a Super League. And, and even that, and the funny thing is, if you look at that as an equivalent, look how quickly that just, you know, how quickly that evaporated, how quickly people just said, like, no, do one. That's yes. not the way. <laughs> That's literally what happened. The Super League is the equivalent of sliding into somebody's DMs to sell them, to sell them yeah. something. Literally, anyway, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, no, it's not happening. Yeah. Anyway, look, really good about the, the sales stuff, right? But now since you've spoken about football, you can't. <laughs> Not talk about the final day of the Premier League. Ah, can I just say? Can I just say something? Can I just say something? We're recording this on a Monday, right? I, I, I just so we put it out there. <laughs> when it was half time and Leicester were, were fourth, and um, normally recording on Saturday, but we're both busy, so we said we were going to record on the Sunday. When it was half time and Leicester was fourth, I purposely messaged Omar saying. I just I didn't even acknowledge the score to, with him. I was just like, oh, oh are we going to record after? Are we going to record later today, mate? Are we going to record later today? <laughs> just, and this is when we made the, we were we were in the Europa League spots as well. Arsenal in the Europa League spot. And I was just like, let me see what he says. I just I was just there praying, please, please, Leicester get top four, we get Europa League. So I can say to Omar that we've had an equivalent season to Chelsea. And then, oh, and then what happened was flipping Chelsea made it. Then you messaged me afterwards saying, "Sorry, mate, can't do today. I might, I might celebrate in Champions League qualification." Oh. <laughs> good old, good old Gareth Bale and good old Spurs. You know what, Jose did it for us, man. Jose brought Gareth Bale in, and uh, <laughs> Big B, Big Bale sorted it out. But you know what? Oh. All side, yeah, it was a massive, massive get out of jail three card for a one. Because we should, we, we should, we should have been fifth. We, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. We should have been fifth one. But Cholo, you know, if you haven't got the bottle at the end, um, I've got to be honest, mate. Brendan Rodgers is a big time bottler, isn't he? Two seasons in a row, man. Two seasons in a row. Have you seen the stat? There's a mad stat here that in the last two years, um, out of 71 matches, he was in the top four for 68 of those matches. And last season he dropped out on the final day, final game of the season, and this year as well, uh, last one or two games of the season. Bloody, that's mad 60 out of 71 games. Yeah, yeah, we gave him the FA Cup. Yeah, but come on, listen, I'm an Arsenal fan, I can tell you, winning the FA Cup doesn't mean that much. Um, but I mean, the funny thing is, it's like, um, uh I was I was ready to be like, yeah, Tuchel. What do you think about Tuchel now? Because let's let's be honest, if you didn't make top four, because I'll be I'll, I'll level with you. You're not winning next week. Is it next week or this week? The Champions League final. Saturday. Yeah, you're not winning. You're not winning the Champions League final. That's not happening. Get that really? out of your head. Get that really? out of your head. Aguero is going to come home to roost. He's going to win the Champions League. It's not happening. Listen. It's not happening. Listen. It- People were saying it wasn't happening when we played Bayern in 2012. It's not happening. There's too much of a romantic novel with Man City, Pep, Conaguero. It means way more. There's way more there. There's, it's just not going to happen. Chelsea will not win the Champions League final on Saturday. I guarantee it. Listen, we're not favourites, but we're in it. And it's a one-off game. Anything can happen. 
So I'm not saying anything. Uh, you know, um, we'll see. But look, all right. Say you don't win the Champions League final. You, you, yeah. you, you know, you you flopped out of the FA Cup final. <laughs> yeah. You just scraped top four. Yeah. You're a big. You're a big. You're a T- Thomas Tuchel fanboy. Are you? Are you? Are, is it a bit say, slight? No, no, listen, listen, listen. I wouldn't say I'm a Thomas Tuchel fanboy. You are. Listen, all joking bit. aside. All joking aside. You know when Frank got sacked, yeah. Yeah. I was saying I wanted Brendan Rodgers. You remember I was saying Brendan Rodgers yeah, would come. Yeah, did actually. Yeah. You know I mean? Um. So I was. Uh, I was pro Brendan. Um. Not gonna lie. I've kind of. He's okay. He's won the FA Cup, so he might have saved his reputation a little bit. But people will remember two two seasons in a row. He's flopped the the Champions oh, League. Yeah. Let's not forget the season with Liverpool when he when he when he battled the uh, the league. Yeah, 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 yeah. So listen, look, look. Let's talk after because look, if Tom, if 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 Big Tommy, here, Tommy T, wins the Champions <laughs> League, yeah, then no one can say anything. Jeremy, I'm gonna go with my one. And no one can say anything. you're gonna go you're gonna go berserk. I don't even want to see that. I don't well, even want to I'm, talk to you after that. I'm gonna go on a mad one. I would advise people to block me from WhatsApp, especially Liverpool fans. Uh, <laughs> if they do win. Um but at the same token, if if we lose, um please don't bother me for twenty four hours. <laughs> I'm 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 sliding in your DMs, bro. I'm <laughs> sliding in your DMs. <laughs> I'm selling you all the Chelsea slander if you lose. Oh my god! Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. But it's going to happen, by the way. You know what? As bad as it is, right? Like in the sense of okay, we might lose the Champions League final. We flopped in the FA Cup final. We just, you know, as bad as it sounds, right? I genuinely think if we had a goal scorer who would bang in twenty league goals, we would be right up there. That's all we're literally missing. You look at the play we've had, you look at the chances we've missed, you look at Werner, if he's not missing chances, he's offside. If we had... Oh, if we had Werner, who, who, who's that player? Who's you got, boy? Kane, Haaland. If I had the choice out of the two, it's a very, very... If you gave me the choice out of Kane or Haaland, I'd only go... I'd go Haaland on the basis of, one, longevity, because Kane's 28, my man's 21. And Kane's... He's, he's getting a little bit injury prone. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so if you look, you put Haaland in this Chelsea team here and he bangs in 25, 30 league goals. We are you're, right not enough, you're not good enough for Haaland, though. You don't deserve Haaland. Haaland is, is top tier. Haaland is a top tier player. You, Chelsea, and top tier. Mate, we can, we, we can, you're telling us we can't attract top tier players. I'm not we being can, funny, but I'm not being funny. If you are Haaland, where do you go if you're Haaland? Man City or Real Madrid? That's the kind of Man City, Real Madrid. Okay. Real, Madrid Real, can't, Real Madrid can't afford him. Well, but they're, they're, selling, they're selling your boy Eden Hazard, aren't they? Yeah, they're going to get what? How much are they going to get for Hazard? No, no less than 60 million. At best. Listen, Chelsea, say all you want here. One, we're based in London. Two, we could pay. We can pay top dollar. We can match it with anyone in the in in the world. Bro, nobody wants to come to. Not not look. All right, what, who's the last big boy player you signed? Because I tell you why you're not attracting the big boy players because you don't know where you're going to be with Chelsea. You don't know because you could be you could be the king. You could be the king one day. The next day they're, they're chucking you on the curb. Look at Timo Werner. 
he was one of the most sought after strikers. He weren't the big, big boy, but he was a sought after striker in Europe. You mind treating him like he's trash? How have we treated him like trash? He's just performed like Bro, trash. You listen to the Chelsea fan base. The Chelsea fan base think they've think they've really brought Bobby Zamora. No, no. Listen. You know, you're talking about who can we attract. We attracted one of the very, you know, one of the leading young talents, Havertz, Werner. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a prospect, though. It's a yeah, prospect. Even our club can attract prospects. We've got Martinelli. Martinelli's probably as good as Havertz. He probably is. He put, you laugh, but he probably is. Martinelli or Havertz, they're probably the same. They're probably on the same level. You're laughing, but I'm being... All right, who was the last big player you brought? Who was the last world-class, top-tier, top-three, top-four-team player you brought? N'Golo Kante? No, come on, stop it. Mate, N'Golo Kante is world-class. N'Golo Kante could get into any team in the world. N'Golo Kante is world-class. I'm not denying that. But but he wasn't like a top-four player when you signed him. He just he just had one great season, phenomenal season with Leicester. He went a top four great player. The model isn't isn't that though in recent years. Our model has been we buying very young talent. Kulisic was one young talent. Worked, yeah. I think he's he's he, 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 this last season was much better. This season injuries again, bit hit and miss. You got to remember, look halfway through the season, we've had management change. Do you know what I mean? We've not had a preseason. We've had a lot. What people seem to also forget is we've had six, seven new players coming to the starting honor without a preseason. It takes time, and then halfway through, you lose a manager. Another manager comes in to kind of tweak that around. It takes time. Yeah, but the thing is with Chelsea, though, mate. The thing is with Chelsea, they get they get these they get judged because they do these stupid things. They they change, they chop and change, they do a lot. So they, they spend a lot of money. The Champions League and everyone who judges that year, it's a it's a big massive two fingers up to them. That's true. That's true. It is like a razor, isn't it? If you win the Champions League final, everything is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You guys are just yeah. It's basically what now, which I'm really scared about, man. I'm really scared about. <laughs> anyway, man, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this yeah. up. Enough about football. I don't want to talk anymore about Chelsea winning the Champions League. Um. Yeah, okay, cool. That was it, man. Episode six, was it six? Episode six podcast, podcast? Doing well? It's going well, man. That was it. Um, Yeah, anything you want to add? No, nothing. Just, um, you know, prayers and wars for Chelsea in the Champions League final is is all I can ask for, really. (laughs) None of that, mate. None of that. Come on, come on, you sitter. Come on, you sitter. Anyways, all right, that was it. Palmcast episode six. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. In a bit. Yo, shout out for listening to another episode of Palmcast. We really appreciate. Listen, go out there, subscribe to Palmcast on every audio platform you listen to it on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We've got it on all channels. So go and show us some love. Follow, subscribe, and also like, comment, and share all of our podcast-related content on all of our social media channels. You can find the links in description. Thank you. Yep, do it, do it. So until next time, keep the bump strong in a bit.